Welcome back to WTF Politics and Other Stuff Too. My name is Vic, and today we're going to discuss President Biden's lack of formal press conferences and not being invited to a joint session of Congress for a State of the Union address. Also going to talk about Governor Cuomo of New York, who is losing the love and favor of the public. And lastly, California Assembly Bill 826, making it a civil crime to separate boys and girls' toys at the store. Real quick here, I'm going to jump back and talk about something we discussed in episode three when I talked about the uh, cancel culture. Well, it seems the cancel culture tards are at it again, trying to cancel Dr. Seuss. Are you fucking kidding me? Claims that Dr. Seuss is racist is pure and utter bullshit. If that were so racist, why would President Obama have endorsed it during his presidency? I imagine that since President Trump is out of office and people have to now invent shit yet again to be offended by. Funny thing is, the books that people are trying to cancel have now hit the top of the charts. Okay, on to our first topic about President Biden and no press conferences. It has become painfully obvious that President Biden has no business being in charge. A few points of interest. Why are the members of Congress seeking to limit his use of nuclear weapons? 31 members of Congress, led by Representatives Panetta and Liu of California, both Democrats, urged the Commander-in-Chief to, quote, consider modifying the decision-making process the United States uses in its command and control of nuclear force. I wonder, why did the 30-plus Congress people seek to limit the President's ability to use nuclear weapons? Why? Do they have no faith in Biden or his decision-making ability? Of course, they're going to say something to the effect of no one person should have that much power. But why is that only being proposed now all of a sudden? The only other time it's been proposed is when Nancy Pelosi went behind the President Trump's back and went straight to the military to ask the very same thing, which in my mind was a treasonous act. Why is the president not held a formal press conference to take questions? We are told by his ever vigilant press secretary that one is coming at the end of the month and she would have a date soon. I wonder if it really hurt her brain not being able to say, I'll circle back with you. Even the Communist News Network, or CNN, uh, Jake Tapper even tweeted that Biden's 15 most recent predecessors all held formal solo press conferences within 33 days of taking office. I mean, if CNN's reporting that, then, well, something has to be amiss because it's essentially attacking one of their own. Why has Congresswoman Pelosi not invited Biden to speak at a joint session of Congress? Could it be that everyone is painfully aware that he does not have the cognitive ability to handle such an event? It would be really telling if the president does not make any overseas trips to consult with, build up relationships, work deals with other countries all this year. My guess is the president's handlers have to keep him on a tight rein so that he does not go off script and embarrass the Democratic Party more so than he already has. How many press conferences did he hold while he was running for office, while he was a candidate? Not very many. I can count on one hand if memory serves right. He basically hid in the basement while everyone else did the work. Again, I'd like to know, I'd like to know how this man got more votes than Obama. And I cannot believe I'm about to say this, but honestly, at this point, I would rather have Obama back and deal with his bullshit 
than deal with someone who's being treated as a puppet and the strings are being pulled by people that we just don't know about yet. Now, with that being said, I didn't agree with 99% of what Obama did, but at least the man had a mind of his own and could think for himself and he wasn't being jerked around by others. Just look at President Biden when he's on TV answering questions. He looks like a statue and he's waiting for the answers to be provided for him. It's really sad. I wonder if he even realizes that he's being played like a harpsichord. He doesn't even know if he's going to be taking questions at the end of quote unquote a press conference. Here's a quick clip of that. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm happy to take questions if that's what I'm supposed to do, Nance, whatever you want me to do. That clip that I just played is actually video, but it's just the audio from it. It's a virtual conference of some sort, and Nancy Pelosi's in it and some others. And right at the end, he's thanking the American public and saying, we're in this together, et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. Then he gets that lost puppy look and says, I'm ready to take questions if that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm ready, Nance. Then all of a sudden, the feed cuts right after he says this. Now, if you go back to the whitehouse.gov site and look at the actual clip, that's cut out, of course. You know, that's erased from the public record, but it's on there on the internet. Look it up. You can find it. It's just very easy. Of all the candidates for the Democratic nomination for president, why was Biden chosen? Why was he the winner? One would have to venture a guess that he was the one who could be controlled. The rest seem to have binds of their own. I mean, how did they pull it off, though? Well, remember, in 2016, during the Democratic primaries, they were rigged. Old Hillary was chosen over the close behind Bernie Sanders. What still amazes me is that all those Bernie voters still voted for the party that was rigging the primaries and had their candidate basically tossed out. This is the mindset of people. I just don't get it. Okay, you cheated my guy out of being president, but I'll still vote for yours. It's incredible, really. Hey, I guess rigging a primary is one thing, but rigging an entire presidential election is way too far-fetched, I'm sure. I mean, it would take, like, what, four years to plan and pull something off, like, you know, pull something like that off. But there is the big question. If Biden's really not in control, who is? Who are the handlers that seem to be pulling the strings to get things done? I wonder who had the dozens of executive orders ready to go when he took office. So you tell me, who's running things really in this country? I would love to hear from you. Email address is in the notes. Send me what you got. On that note of being in control, let's talk about someone who seems to have been really in control, but actually wasn't. They were hiding quite a bit. I'm going to go ahead and cue the offensive music. I call this segment, The Lost Love of Cuomo. I see that Governor Cuomo is in a spot of trouble. First, he is outed as not telling the truth about the deaths that occurred as a result of his superior leadership when he ordered COVID-positive patients to nursing homes, which, of course, resulted in a lot of elderly deaths. In addition to this, now there are three women who have come forward to accuse him of sexual harassment. Let's talk about the nursing homes first. His office reported almost 8,700 deaths in nursing homes when the actual number was 15,000 plus, and they actually tried to cover up the numbers. This to me amounts to murder at the very least, or a dereliction of his oath of office to the citizens of New York. I mean, reports are being circulated that his office actually tried to cover up the actual number 
of deaths. Why? Why was he afraid to give that? Was he afraid to give his Emmy back? That's right. In case you didn't know it, he received an Emmy for his nightly reports on his great leadership during the COVID situation in New York in 2020. Did he actually think he'd get away with covering things up? I mean, I guess he did. He needed to. He was just paid almost $800,000 by HarperCollins for a book deal. So he certainly couldn't let this come to light. He may have to give that money back. Of course, you know, he's never going to admit fault or do the honorable thing like resign. Like all liberal Democrats, he doesn't want to give up his power. He enjoys being in control too much. And it seems now that a number of elites, especially the Hollywood Twitter-type elitists, are backtracking on their support for the Emmy-winning governor. How quickly they turn on their own. One Daily Beast editor, Molly Jong-Fast, penned a piece last year about her coronavirus-era crush on the governor. Quote, all of a sudden, I love Governor Cuomo and his soothing Queen's accent, his stories about his dad. End quote. This was last year. Now she's claiming she must have had Stockholm Syndrome. What a bunch of bullshit. I would have more respect for her if she had just acknowledged she was wrong and embellished her story to make a few bucks. Would still make her a shitty person, but at least I'd respect her a little bit for it. Instead, she tries to use a syndrome that is associated with persons being held hostage and start to develop feelings for their captors. It's fucking ridiculous. I wonder if the elites are going to ask for that Emmy back, but I suspect not. Reason being, it would make them all look like a bunch of -of out-of-touch fucking morons that we know them to be. Another big joke is that CNN will not allow baby brother Chris to cover the story. Then again, maybe he shouldn't be covering this story. It has to be one of the biggest embarrassments of CNN of all time. Of course, they've had many, I'm sure. I mean, I, I could never expect them to report on his brother. He it just wouldn't be right. Of course, they both should be embarrassed and ashamed of their behavior on CNN. All the antics and banter, all the while senior citizens were dying as they horsed around on TV. I have to wonder, did Cuomo even think about it or give a shit about sending all those people uh, to nursing homes who were positive with COVID? Did he think about the ramifications while he was being all buddy-buddy with his brother on TV? At the very least, CNN should acknowledge their mistake of letting Chris interview his brother on TV and act like a bunch of little little kids. They're never going to do that, though, because they can't admit they were wrong. To add fuel to the fire, three women have come forward about sexual harassment allegations involving the governor. I guess the disciples have really started scrambling. Their bully-in-chief is dropping out of favor like frozen blue water from an airplane in the sky and about to hit the ground in all its splendor. Now, I can't even imagine what those women went through. With that said, should there not be a Kavanaugh-style inquiry into these allegations? You know, innocent until proven guilty, or guilty until proven innocent if you use the Democratic model, like when they deal with Republicans. It's amazing that the princes of media, and I'm talking about Cuomo, Newsom, you know I had to throw Newsom in there. I just can't get away from this guy. They're in a downward trend. Not quite the tour de force to be reckoned with that we all thought. At this point, I do not see anyone who could save the sinking Democratic Party. They are so nervous that they have to erect a wall around the Capitol out of fear from its own citizens. Quick side note about that. Apparently on March 4th, it was reported that there was supposed to be another quote-unquote insurrection 
and that Donald Trump would return to power was the uh, rumor amongst these uh, right-wing extremists, which, of course, did not happen. The best part of this, though, is the libtards were wrong again. Even better was Representative Al Green from Texas sitting outside the Capitol to make some sort of statement, you know, something to the effect of, I'm not scared. Well, I would not be scared either when there are hundreds of police officers, thousands of National Guard troops protecting you, not to mention the razor wire fences around the Capitol. Wait, I thought fences were bad. Oh, wait, that's only when they're along the border. What does that tell you? The left is falling fast and is so out of touch with reality, they don't know what to do. Of course, that brings us to how out of touch with reality the left really is, that we're going to talk about California and California Assembly Bill 1084, banning the separation of boys and girls toy sections in big box stores. This is such a waste of taxpayer money. This bill is co-authored by Assemblyman Evan Lowe, who chairs the California LGBT Caucus, and Assemblywoman Garcia, who chairs the California Legislative Women's Caucus. The bill proposed in the California Assembly would ban the separation of boys and girls toys in big box stores. Are you fucking kidding me? With all the bullshit that is wrong with California, someone is focusing on this kind of trash? It would also impose a civil penalty fine of $1,000. California is so out of touch with reality, I cannot wait to get out of this state. With unemployment where it is, the COVID BS, the rising cost of housing and the homeless problem that has plagued this state. By the way, 25% of homeless in the United States are in California. California has some of the country's highest taxes, and some are considering raising those taxes, especially on income tax for high earners. Uh, essentially, I forgot what percent they're gonna, they want to jump it up to, but when you take federal and state taxes, combine them together, you'd be paying 52% income tax. It's ridiculous. But anyway, back to it. So these brainiacs have proposed Assembly Bill 1084 and have consulted with Rob Smith. He's the founder of a gender-free fashion brand. Oh, thank God. Gender-free. I've been waiting so long for something like this to come along. I can't wait to run out there and grab something. It goes along with the whole gender-neutral bathrooms. And another one of my favorites is... California mandates that corporations have to have a female board member. This was passed in 2018 under California Senate Bill 826. Look, I'm all in favor of female board members, females in whatever position. I do take exception of being forced to include someone. If I run company X, I want to fill it with the best people possible. I do not care if they're male, female, black, white, Hispanic, or fucking aliens from another planet. Having something like this forced on us, I think it creates resentment. Now, when in California, if company A brings on its first female board member, you know, people are gonna now wonder, is she actually qualified for the position or is she just here because we're forced to have her? And that puts undue burden on that female board member who may be perfectly qualified, but people are still gonna question it. Sorry, I know I swayed off topic, but it just goes to show you how far out in left field California really is. Back to the toys. I have to say, if I had small children and I had to hunt down toys in a toy store, I don't want to have to go aisle by aisle by aisle at a snail's pace when everything's all mixed together. 
Also, can you imagine the mess at Christmas time? You thought the aisles were crowded and messy then? Now you have people who are going aisle by aisle by aisle by aisle for the toy that you know for the toy that they want, and they have no idea where it's remotely located. You know, all in the name of progress. It's utterly ridiculous. Common sense is a ship that has sailed from California into the Pacific Ocean, seemingly never to return. I feel that there is no hope for California. The libtards are so entrenched, they have to complain about everything and that nothing is safe. It's going to be very interesting to see when all the common sense people have left California for better pastures. Let's see what's left. California will have no choice but to raise taxes again and again until there's like 10 people flipping the bill for the entire state. Hopefully it'll be the Hollywood libtards as they want to retain their elite status and look down on the rest of us. That's all I have for today. I hope you found it informative and entertaining. There are links in the show notes so you can read more on these subjects, and I encourage you to do so. Do your own research. Uh, Make sure you hit that subscribe button, download button, so you don't miss future episodes of WTF Politics and other stuff too. Again, thanks for tuning in, and have a great day. God bless America.